1: Visit BetterHelp.com slash Make Your Bed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Make Your Bed. Well, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Yesterday, we talked about different aspects and characteristics of a third place. And if you weren't here or you need a quick reminder, a third place is basically the place that is not your home and it is not work and you are not obligated to be there or spend money there. You are just welcome to have a friendly community type environment for free to come and go as you please. A community center, a library, a public park or beach. And I won't be diving into all of the criteria since we did a lot of that yesterday, but one of the specific criteria for the third place, according to Jeffers et al., is that it offers stress relief from the everyday demands of both home and work. It provides a feeling of inclusiveness and belonging associated with participating in a group's social activities without the rigidity of policy or exclusiveness of club or organizing membership. But like I mentioned yesterday, there is a vested interest in not providing us with third places and not centering the third place and in fact keeping us alienated from each other because that's far more profitable. In fact, the definition of alienation, as I found from Oxford languages, is the state or experience of being isolated from a group or an activity to which one should belong or in which one should be involved. The second definition for Marxist theory, alienation is a condition of workers in a capitalist economy, resulting from a lack of identity with the products of their labor and a sense of being controlled or exploited. And whether it was intentional or not at the beginning, we can agree that isolation is by design at this point, because the system is designed to take more money and people are worth more when they're isolated. We can consider things like the cost of living crisis, which should be a crime in itself, or this new unregulated culture of passive consumption and doom scrolling. That is not our fault. We have human brains, that they are predatorily designing apps and ads and all kinds of resources to steal our attention, but that lack of regulation is not great for us. I know from my own experience, I can get caught up losing whole days to the internet, learning absolutely nothing but feeling worse about my mental and physical health, you know? Speaking of, a lack of mental, dental, and physical health care is another reason we might feel isolated. Plus, a lot of us lack confidence and communication skills. I am the most social butterfly person, but post-pandemic, I have never felt so terrified to do basic tasks. And I have to force myself to socialize and go back to things that I did pre-pandemic, but it does not feel the same. And as a result, it means I self-isolate by choice a lot more. But that's not the only thing that leads to us feeling more isolated. Think about the emphasis on competition, on individualism, on individual success, on the nuclear family on consumerism and the fact that the prices are inflating so much. We can't afford to go out and spend time with our friends and family in third places, even if we wanted to. But it's not just that. The anti-aging diet culture insecurity baiting of the internet has made it so I don't feel confident walking outside of my house unless I've fully put myself together. And as a result, I have tried to make more content online from worse angles with less makeup on because I'm trying to fight it, but it doesn't feel great. I just, I don't like it. And I do feel like it all leads to more isolation. Now I will say my doom scrolling specifically, I've been checking in with lately and I actually really enjoy it, and I have been learning a lot because I follow really brilliant people, and I end up going and verifying that information for myself, and as a result, I end up with a lot of great inspiration for future episodes to share with y'all, but I do also recognize the echo chamber that I am in, and the fact of the matter is, because it's not only enjoyable, I can even argue that it's productive because I use a lot of it for work, and I can argue that it makes me feel more inspired. But the truth of the matter is it's designed to give me instant gratification. It's designed to hit those parts of my brain to keep me addicted. And me consuming echo chamber type content does not necessarily allow me to take action in my own life to either share that content with more people like y'all or do anything of value with it, like be inspired creatively or to go for a walk and think about it because I'm too busy hunting for the next big find on the scroll. But All that to say, social media feels the most insidious form of isolation because it's masquerading as social connection. It convinces us that we are receiving connection while leaving us actually feeling more deflated and empty because those connections are not real. You know, they're inauthentic and they're one-sided, which isn't our fault, but that's just the nature of social media. But that's not the only thing keeping us isolated. Cubicles, remote work, long working hours, job insecurity, job precarity, the housing crisis, the rent crisis, lack of access to transit, purposefully shittily designed infrastructure and redlining, and the intentional lack or deletion of the third place has all led to us to feel more isolated. So if you feel this way, it is legit, your feelings are valid, you're right, it is by design, but that does not mean that hope is lost. I can assure you there's plenty we can do about it, but we have to first recognize some of the culprits of these things so we can see where adjustments can be made to make us feel a little bit more connected and fulfilled while we're personally dealing with all of these nuanced, almost attacks on our personal connections with the world around us. So what can you do right now other than join a third space or some regular meetup? Well, first of all, I think it's important to practice the art of JOMO. We've all heard of FOMO, the fear of missing out. Let's really embrace the joy of missing out. Social media paints this unhinged, unattainable picture that everyone everywhere is having a peak existence all the time. And this constant comparison breeds envy and it makes us feel really alienated. It is our duty to practice the joy of missing out. Focus on what brings you more genuine happiness, deeper fulfillment, and be honest about what that is. And when you start feeling triggered by things outside of that, bring yourself back to earth and remind yourself that there's more nuance behind that picture and that you don't have to deal with travel frustrations or the cost and expenses, you get your comfort of your own bed, etc., etc. This is not to say that some people aren't living better lives than you on social media, but it is to offer a little bit of pushback when thinking that you would trade your entire life for theirs, because there's probably a lot of things that they do that would in fact make you miserable. And in reality, they are nuanced people to even the happiest among us have the issues that everyone else has. You know, I like to remind myself that even fill in the blank of your favorite superstar here gets constipated. And if that doesn't make you feel a little more human, then I don't know what will. Anyway, I love you so much. I'll be back tomorrow with more advice on how to escape this trap of feeling isolated. But in the meantime, take care of yourself, reach out to a friend, and if you don't have anybody that comes to mind, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. You can do so at mydbpodcast at gmail.com or on socials like Instagram or TikTok. Either way, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed.
0: Bye, cutie.